0: With him, cannot win with him, cannot go for him, can't do it. You with the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Sound goes crazy, sound goes crazy.
1: You are now locked in to the clock Dodgers podcast.
0: Podcast. episode number 125 this is a clock dodgers fantasy football episode where we dedicate 90 percent of the show to fantasy football adam you're the numbers guy the math guy is 90 percent a fair number for me or am i shooting way too high with that percentage
1: 90 what average episode is about an hour so that's like six minutes off top yeah that sounds about right that's about right
0: right that's fair that's fair i mean yeah, that makes sense yeah, that makes sense <laughs> oh man anyway adam you, you, like i said you're the numbers guys you know numbers and shit supposedly you know I, technically i feel like we should like test you like on an sat or some shit because i just kind of go with the flow that you know numbers and like you're a numbers guy but i don't really know if you are
1: I'm at least good at BSing we know that you much. are
0: you dibble and dabble at the very least so I uh, dibble and dabble, dibble and dabble. Exactly right. so it's fair to call you the numbers guy anyway more importantly this episode is re- being recorded during Thursday Night Football it's not over yet is it uh it's like two minutes left two minutes left in the game the Patriots the Colts it's been a pretty decent game mostly if you're a Patriots fan or you have Patriot players in fantasy football you're excited um nothing nothing too astonishing or amazing has occurred nothing you know record book set in, but um a bunch of players have really done well today in fantasy on the patriots so i mean let's kind of just jump around here james white i mean i don't know how much more we need to talk about the guy to, to tell people that he's legit man he's legit in this offense especially with rex down so he's had a good game who else had a good game at him
1: I mean, I was really surprised first and foremost just by James White's usage because Julian Edelman also had a pretty big game, was second in the team in catches, uh, still was able to secure seven catches. James White had ten. So between the two of them, getting 17 catches, that to me was really unexpected because I kind of thought those two would eat into each other. So it's really interesting to be able to see both of them thrive.
0: Oh, see, everyone says certain players can't thrive when other players are around, but uh, they're breaking that myth. There's, they're not the only two that have caught well today. I mean, Gronk had what six catches so far? He's had over seventy yards. He hasn't had a touchdown, unfortunately. Um, Josh Gordon, a Josh Gordon sighting in New England is a beautiful thing. Josh Gordon has a touchdown today. Let me let me repeat that really quick for those who said he would be suspended. Josh Gordon has a touchdown today in New England. Are you surprised at him?
1: No, this is. The only thing I'm surprised by is that I continue to start Chris Hogan in leagues. I'm surprised by I don't know ignites. I don't know what
0: the Chris Hogan fasc- fascination is at this point, man. I really don't understand I, it. I
1: really I really believe that as soon as Julian ellman came back that moving Hogan back outside would kind of associate him back with where he was successful in the past and just have the offense kind of running on all cylinders. I mean, with Gordon and Hogan on the outside and Edelman in the middle with Gronk in the middle, like, that's a great setup. I just thought everyone would thrive. I mean, let's be fair. If Hogan catches that touchdown instead of Gordon, we're probably saying that Hogan had a great game or had at least a fine game because he would have had, like, 12 points in a PPR league. So, I mean you know, a, t- a touchdown sways things, but yeah, Chris Hogan's kind of the only down point, even, even Sony Michelle had a big game. He's going to end up going over a hundred yards rushing. Probably. Uh, he's at 98 right now has a touchdown. So yeah, I mean, it was a big game for just about everybody on the Patriots.
0: Yeah. You know, the funny thing with Sony is they really only ran Sony today. He's had almost 20 carries. Uh, the only other person that's carried the ball is James white twice. Tom Brady once, which was for a touchdown. Um, But Sonny Michel was a bell cow running back today. He got the majority of the carries and, you know, something we never see from the Patriots. And maybe is this a sign, like, changing of the guard here? Are we going to really get this – are we really going to get a – well-rounded offense right now one running back who carries a majority of the plays a ton of passes spread all over the place to wide receivers and running backs and tight ends are we really getting that or is this gonna be typical patriot fashion sony balls out this week gets all the carries and the next week he gets five carries and we're like what the hell just happened
1: no i think this is kind of the way things are going to trend because ultimately there's not really anybody else there i mean so, james white James White is not a between-the-tackles runner. No. Uh, Sony Michel was brought in there to do exactly this, and I don't think they really wanted him to carry a huge workload in the first year, but from what we've seen from the Patriots the entire time Bill Belichick has been coaching that team, is that, especially as the year wears on, they up their rush count a bunch. And Most of the time, it's just because they're winning. They have games like the game tonight, where they're up by more than two touchdowns, and going into the end of the game and they're able to just continuously run the ball down the other team's throat. And a lot of times rack up a ton of last minute yards. And like this time Sony fell into the end zone. If, you know, if he doesn't have that late push, we wouldn't even be talking about him. Right. But because the Patriots can get into these form of game scripts, they're always, always going to have a successful running back. The problem with Sony though, is James White. They kind of, it's interesting. They both thrive. And they both kind of cannibalize each other from reaching like the ultimate greatness because James White is, you know, as a PPR back, probably the best receiver outside of Alvin Kamara, and uh, as a rusher, Sony Michelle's phenomenal. It's just that Sony's not going to catch any passes, and James White's not going to rush the ball, although. You know, most people play in PPR leagues, so I don't think that's going to matter as much. For Sony, it could definitely hurt him in the long term if he doesn't score touchdowns. Because ultimately, you know, if he has a game like this, even 98 yards, if he's not scoring a touchdown and you're in a PPR League and he doesn't catch a single pass, like, you're not going to be happy with that performance.
0: Exactly. Yep. It's true, man. And you definitely want players on good teams. Like I don't know how more, how much more that needs to be said. Like, it's just teams that have good offenses and have explosive playmakers are gonna make plays like i feel like you gotta stop worrying about so much about is there enough ball to go around you know what's gonna be this what's gonna happen here like if it's a really good offense the chances are they have really high chances of scoring some points so like this that's what's coming to fruition here and on the other side of the ball the colts um really just eric uh just ebron I mean, uh, Swoop got a <laughs> touchdown. Can, we not, can I
1: not even – I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm playing Josh, who's also – Josh Big, Bigby, who's also part of the Clock Dodgers community, uh, has his own podcast uh, out there. Uh, and he, he has Ebron in the Scott Fishbowl right now scoring 37 points. And, like, I can't even wrap my mind around that.
0: Trust me, I understand because my opponent is also has E.
1: Oh, that's a fun week. It <laughs> looks like we both get to suffer.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems that way. Yeah, shout out to Josh Fusion, Fancy Football. Um, but yeah, man, my opponent has him too. I was just looking at. I'm like, oh yeah, I got James White, I got Gronk, I'm balling. I log in and. Wah, wah, wah. My ebron, so <laughs> that's hilarious because i
1: also have james white going but i have <laughs> Julian edelman with him
0: yeah i actually do i have Ebron i mean edelman i don't think no i don't have edelman in that league so i'm good but yeah um yeah ebron is a freaking man i i it's like one of those things where ebron is like never a guy that i commit to like every time the question comes up. I always choose like the other tight end. Yeah,
1: just, like, I was I was Team Doyle coming into the year, and you know if he didn't get injured, I think it would probably be pretty close still, but. Ebron from day one there has been kind of the red zone target in that offense, and it's ironic what happens to these guys who are amazingly talented when they finally get to play with an elite quarterback. You're seeing it with Eric Ebron and you're seeing it with Josh Gordon. These are guys that everyone touted for their elite athleticism, their amazing production when they're in good situations and they're both now in great situations, and it's just you know, it it really speaks to from a Dynasty perspective, really just kind of sitting on talent, if you believe in it, and, and believing that it will eventually find its way to the right situation. Because both these guys, I mean, they were players that tons of people were basically giving up on in Dynasty, and now they're having huge, well... Gordon isn't having a huge season yet.
0: <laughs> right. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's coming. they both it's coming.
1: have great situations. Exactly.
0: So definitely if you're uh, if you if you own some Patriots, you're happy today. And you know, surprisingly that's not the normal feeling on Thursday night typically. So, you know, a lot of people are gonna be going into the fantasy week pretty excited and some if you're going against Ebron are gonna be very down like us. But that's cool. That's all right, it's all good. Um, also, before we get out of hand here, I feel like we need to give the Raiders like a five second moment of silence for their first win of the season. Don't you think really <laughs> to a, do we need to acknowledge that? They really earned that one. Yeah, they, they, they really, earned
1: really earned that one. They, was, they beat that rookie quarterback. Bummed. I was super bummed the Baker lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you were. I know. I know. If, 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 if the Raiders lost any games this year, this was the one you wanted them to lose. I understand, but we're not just going to give it up for you like that, man. It's not going to happen. So, salute to the Raiders for this magical moment. It may be the only one of the year, so I have to, you know, acknowledge it. Yeah, one in fifteen, it's coming. <laughs> they could start stacking W's this week against the Chargers, man. This could be the second win in a row. What do could. you think? What do you think? Highly doubt it. Highly <laughs> doubt it. Melvin Gordon all day. Uh any players in that game in particular that stand out to you? Like and anybody like are do you trust any Raiders yet? Or are you still like I don't believe in the John Gruden way? I mean, how are you feeling, man? <sighs>
1: I mean, it's been a different person each week with the Raiders, so it's kind of hard to, you know, believe in them. But they're – I mean, they're putting up points. They're not winning games, but in each of their games, they're they're putting up points. And, you know, it's interesting. We've kind of had, like, one player break out each game. Uh, it seems like Jared Cook is the most reliable because he's broken out twice. I mean, Amari Cooper kind of has two, though. So, you know, you have two big games from each of Cooper and Cook. You have one big game from Nelson – I think it's going to be one of those situations where, you know, in deeper leagues, you still play Nelson. You're probably playing Cooper and Cook anywhere you have them. I mean, Cook right now, like, I I think he might be the number one fantasy wide or I'm sorry, fantasy tight end. Uh, I'd have to look to know for sure. But I'm pretty sure that he is after four weeks. He might be. And, And with that in mind, I mean. Amari Cooper, you know, he's he's going to have these boom-bust performances, but I don't think you can have him out of your lineup because I don't know when to predict it. Yep. So ultimately, it's just one of those situations where with both of those guys, I think you're sitting on them constantly in your lineup. With Jordy, I'm going to be honest, I, I feel like that I'm cursed, and that was a fluke because of how bad I talked down Jordy <laughs> that week that he went off. So, for me, uh, Jordy, you're going to do great this week. Thank Sorry, you, Jordy owners. Yeah,
0: whatever. <laughs> Listen, Marshall and Lynch had a good game, too.
1: That's true. Lynch is so interesting. Lynch and AP, I mean, with these guys, it's just like I feel like both are, are set to fall off. Like, they've got to because of age, but I – think it's going to happen for AP if it hasn't already begun to Lynch though I I don't know I just have like this weird feeling that he has potential the problem is is that with the Raiders continually losing he's going to be in negative game scripts which are never great situations he is kind of a sneaky pass catcher but they've been using Jalen Richard way more in the passing game so I just don't I, I don't know. I, if I have Lynch, I'm probably looking to trade him because he has that production that you might be able to get more than he's really worth. If you're in standard scoring, though, I mean you just have to keep rolling with him.
0: Who was it that you said that he used as a pass catcher, Adam? Uh,
1: that Jalen Rashard
0: jerk. Oh, okay. Not you didn't <laughs> that, say DeAndre Washington, right? That one who mocked me on the internet. Yeah, he did. He did. He and did. He well came deservedly.
1: I mean, you know, it
0: is what it is. He wasn't he having can... no DeAndre truth or stuff around here.
1: He gets thrown the ball. I don't think you need to be talented. Uh, it, I mean, if you get if you, you get volume talented. through the air yeah, in PBR leagues, it's always going to work.
0: Cannot tolerate this guy. Hey, you'd say the same thing about Buck Allen. Buck Allen's no Jalen Rashard, my friend.
1: Let's talk Buck Allen. Moving forward. Alex, moving forward. Listen, Alex no, Collins no. may be out this week. We are
0: not talking this Buck Allen crap. <laughs> if Alex Collins out, I mean, Buck Allen's talk of the town, my friend. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. You can't be hating on Jalen Rashard. I just like they they jab back at you. That's all I cared about. Um, <laughs> he'll forever be in my heart for that. It um happens. Speaking of someone jabbing at somebody, man, did you uh, see Jalen Ramsey t- taking shots at Tyreek Hill? I didn't. What? I did not
1: catch that. No, I mean, what? I, have been, I have been so distracted this week with uh, 21 Pilots' new album getting leaked and with the uh, upcoming McGregor-Khabib fight. It's just... I'm in a situation right now, and I just started a new job on Monday. Like, I'm I'm out of the loop with stuff like that. So, please, divulge any drama that you have.
0: Well, I'm glad that none of us are distracted by anything you just mentioned because we don't care. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. No, but uh, we'll, we'll get to some of that stuff. Congratulations on the job, too. I'm sure it's well-deserved. Um, but, no, uh, so you know Jalen Ramsey, man. You know the guy likes to talk. And um, he said – You know, because people keep mentioning Tyreek Hill and, you know, this matchup with him, with Jalen Ramsey. Every time, you know, anyone goes up against Jalen Ramsey, everyone talks about the matchup. But he said, I don't like how whoever has made it a matchup, me against Tyreek. He's good for what he does for their team. He made all pro as a return specialist. Let's get that right. As a return specialist, his rookie year, he went to two Pro Bowls as a return specialist. Return specialist, two years. I made all pro in my position as a corner, went to their Pro Bowl as a corner, so it's not a wide receiver versus corner matchup, so we can get that out of the way off the bat. Straight <laughs> like the Pro Bowl sh- matters. Straight I love- shit in the Man, I can't believe I missed Pro
1: Bowl Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, that's like the most quintessential mid-NFL season Twitter. I'm so excited. Dude, come oh, on, man. man. That's 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 a that's adorable, Jalen Ramsey. Like, honestly, who cares about the Pro Bowl? Half the players that get elected to the Pro Bowl don't even decide to play, so then it ends up where half the league ends up getting elected to the Pro Bowl and either have played or not played. But, like, it, it's not... I'm sorry, it's not an accomplishment anymore. It's not. It, it can't be. Like, it, they, they've muddied the waters too much with it to allow way too many people in to make it anything that anyone should care about. So I think it's hilarious that that's the uh, hill he's trying to stand upon. Yes,
0: the hill. Look at you. <laughs> the hill he's trying to stand upon.
1: I know. Listen, I know. You, you like that?
0: Yeah. So so while uh, Ramsey's taking shots at Hill, you're taking shots at Pro Bowls. Uh, hill actually did respond. And um, he said Ramsey is all right, I guess, and hopes that Ramsey plays press coverage against him. He uh, Hill also called Ramsey a great player and the top dog among corners in the NFL, and said he can't wait to play against Ramsey. He said, I just wish he would have picked a side, you know. Either I'm, oh no, Ramsey said, I wish he would have just picked a side, you know. Either I'm just all right, or I'm the top dog. Pick a side. If I'm the top dog, but I'm just all right, that means he doesn't think that any corner in the league is good, and that's not true. I don't know, man. You know Ramsey's game, man. Ramsey, you know, you mentioned Conor McGregor. He's kind of the Conor McGregor of the NFL. If you think about it, he talks all this shit every time before a matchup and tries to get inside his opponent's head every single week. And I, mean, I, it's and just, I like it's it. Just,
1: it's just the age we're in, man. Everybody thinks that they need to be a chatterbox on Twitter just to get attention. And honestly, if you're in the media, it's the way to do it like he's in the entertainment industry like that's the thing about athletics is they're they're the entertainment industry and he knows it so he's you know he's using it to his advantage which is probably the right move that all being said I mean he's creating a terrible straw man argument that like doesn't even make sense and ultimately I cannot wait for Tyreek Hill to just like go (laughs) off on him from a football perspective Tyreek all the way from like a real life perspective like tyron Hill is such a shitty person that like i really don't <laughs> oh care God. about the situation <laughs> or has done i shouldn't say he's a shitty person i don't know he did an extremely shitty thing that i would like to call him a shitty person for having done
0: that's fair now ramsey yeah. did ramsey did say that everyone knows that hill gets used all over the field so he won't see him that much probably anyway but he says when they do match up hill's going to get his wish Ramsey is in his face on the line of scrimmage. He made me think that at some point, Ramsey said, if you look at my film, what do I do every week? I play press, right? Every week, no matter who I'm playing, so if you want smoke, it'll get there. I'm looking forward to it.
1: It's adorable. Remember when he was talking all that shit to OBJ (laughs) and I thought Odell would have a bad week? Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work work that time. It's not going to work this time. These are just... I mean, to be fair, the league has shifted in a sense to make it so an elite cornerback should never beat an elite wide receiver. Like, it just shouldn't. It's it's how the game's designed now. Like, it, if you're of equal skill level, the wide receiver should beat the cornerback. It's like being white in chess. You just have a little bit of an advantage.
0: This but man. it's enough yeah, that it what? makes a difference. What does white in chess have to do with anything?
1: just white people are good at chess <laughs>
0: <What in the laughs> if you're, world?
1: if you're white in chess you go first it's an advantage if you know anything about chess
0: <laughs> i don't know anything about chess obviously apparently not i thought this was <laughs> a racial <laughs> thing you <laughs> said there, i'm dude. like what is this guy talking about
1: no dude oh god no wow. the white pieces in chess go first that is pretty racial That like, we yeah. really want to think about it that's where i
0: went immediately It tells you the kind of pretty... world we live in
1: it's pretty racial, but wow. I don't know if it's racist. I'm really I, slow. It's for racial sure. though, for sure.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm slow as hell, that's for sure. I didn't know anything about chess, but hey. Yeah. I always feel like that is one of those things that you know, you get that notch on your belt when you know some some stuff about chess. So I should probably uh brush up my skills a little bit on that. Um yeah. listen, trust issues, man. I want I want I'm going to throw some players' names at you. I want to know if you trust them or you have trust issues with them. Ready? Got it. Dalvin Cook. Trust issues. Oh, ho, ho. Jared Cook. Trust. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Who who would ever see the world come to a day where Dalvin Cook is a trust issue and the great almighty Raiders tight end, Hall of Fame tight end, Jared Cook is a trust.
1: Man, only you and Denny Carter.
0: I love it, man. I love it. Jared Cook is the, is the man, dude. How about the Rams offense?
1: Trust.
0: All day? No. You're not all worried about day. you don't think there's any chinks in that armor, it's gonna show
1: through? Not at all. Oh my god. I love the new NFL where a 30-year-old coach is just dominating the league and just being so much more creative than everybody. It's just oh, it makes me so it makes me feel so good. Like I just I can't even describe it.
0: It's it's crazy, and that video still shocks me to this day. Where he was like remembering plays from like years ago and stuff. I'm like, oh, whoa! Dude.
1: Like the guy is he's 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 a literal genius at football. Yeah. Like it's gonna be fascinating to see how this league develops over the next five to ten years because the air raid offense, the offense that the uh, the Rams and the Chiefs are running right now, this style of offense is insane, and and it's. One thing to, like, know how the rules have shifted to increase passing, and especially at the beginning of the year with those ridiculous calls, I mean, things are going to balance their way out the rest of the year. But overall, regardless of the penalties, I think anyone watching the league right now can recognize that the quarterback play that's going on across the league is, like— it, it's way above anything I feel like I've seen in my lifetime. I feel like there are more elite quarterbacks playing right now, and we're only going to get that for a few more years because you're going to get your retirements from Brady and then from Breeze and then eventually from Rodgers, and you're going to have a lot of these big-name quarterbacks leaving. But the rise right now with these young quarterbacks and then while still having these elite older quarterbacks, it's just the league is phenomenal right at this moment.
0: I agree. I agree. Do you trust the Titans offense?
1: No. Trust never. issues? Yeah, lots of, of trust, trust issues. Tons of trust issues
0: all over the place. Now, coming yeah. into the season, before now, you would probably say the opposite. No, no, I had trust no? issues coming into the okay. year. Okay. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I just, I just, like, I honestly, I, I had expectations of Derrick Henry coming into the year, and that being said, that was probably a really, I mean, obviously, that was a really bad, assumption i just wanted that to eventually work out but it it's not going to but yeah that offense looks awful Mariota doesn't look poised like it's it's a rough situation and i i'm not sure that they're gonna turn it around
0: it might not even be trust issues at this point it may just be like i'm just never gonna trust you type of thing
1: pretty much <laughs> i don't cut own off at this point. any titans except for henry and even when i anywhere that i own henry i'm not really starting him i might start him this week in, in, a, in a league or two but like I mean, I I don't feel great about it.
0: Alright, here's another one. Mark Ingram. Trust? That's what I'm talking about. Suspended player coming back and you trust him.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I think that what Alvin Kamara has shown is that he is just phenomenal. And I think that he's going to get a majority of the touches in that offense. But where he has been excelling the greatest is in the passing game. And I think that you're going to have a situation where he's utilized super heavily in the passing game. But Ingram, I feel like, I don't know for sure. He might be the better between the tackles runner, though. I feel like that's, it's at least close. I would say that Ingram is the better between the tackles runner, but I could take either argument. Ultimately, though, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what Ingram can do. Ingram's gonna I mean, in ball. If you've been waiting on him, you, I mean, you gotta, you gotta play him. I feel like you got it.
0: Ingram's about to ball out. Um, Cooper, not Amari Cooper, because you just have to trust him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Cooper Cup. Trust? At the level that, he's playing it now, do you trust him, or do you think it has to go down? That
1: whole Rams off. I mean, no. I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta regress a little bit, but I mean that whole Rams offense like here's a hot take I think it's legitimately possible that the Rams have th- all three of their wide receivers in the top 24 at the end of the year which is extremely wow. uncommon this I could not tell you the last time that takes. happened
0: fire take or it could be ice cold take who knows depends on who you ask yeah,
1: we'll, we'll see how the year ends up but I mean those three are just phenomenal right one now one more
0: guy I want to throw at you before we move on Tyler Boyd
1: trust trust how can you not
0: how can you not trust him
1: you know it's you know it's wild i picked him up not in one but two dynasty leagues on the waivers of this offseason like it's it's insane what he's done i mean it was it was unexpected even to me and i you know i was adding him but ultimately like i never thought he was gonna have this sort of a start and and honestly i mean it seems like for all intents and purposes it should continue like He's getting a good target share. He's being effective. That offense is clicking. I mean, it. it's shocking to me, honestly. But I'm, I'm super excited to see where it goes.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I actually drafted him his rookie season in a lot of leagues. And, like, obviously that was horrible. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I liked him coming out. And then, like, nothing happened. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. man, that was a bad move. And then now he wants the ball out. It is what it is, man. You can't win them all. Um, I want to jump over to some, some questions that I've been getting on, um, you know, social media, different places. Um, so I got some that I gathered here and these are just completely random. I'm just pulling them from apps and stuff. Um, all right. Uh, from the fantasy dude, he has someone in his league who wants his Keenan Allen. He said he's being offered Dalvin Cook and his choice of Landry or Cup. keenan allen and lamar miller would he should he go for it and if he does go for it which wide receiver should he take other two
1: uh i think i think i'm holding here i'd rather have keenan allen i feel like keenan allen's the best player there and it's just it doesn't feel like you're gonna get enough back for him
0: boo to you adam (laughs) i hate lamar miller and just for him being there alone i would do this trade i like landry and dalvin cook over keenan Allen and lamar miller I like Dalvin Cook and Cup over Keenan Allen and Lamar Miller. How about that? I How about I that?
1: mean, I, I just – I'm going to be wrong. I really think I'm going to be wrong. But I just I, – I said it at the beginning of the year, and I'm sticking by it. Like, I don't think Dalvin – like, I said at the beginning of the year that Dalvin Cook is Derrick Henry. That's obviously not the case. Derrick Henry is doing much worse than Dalvin Cook will do. That being <laughs> said, though, I mean, I'll up that a little bit to saying – Dalvin Cook might just be Lamar Miller?
0: Man, you're crazy. (laughs) Sometimes I don't know how the hell you got here. Uh, (laughs) C. Zim, should I trade Le'Veon Bell and James Conner for Christian McCaffrey? Hmm. No. Why? Why would.
1: No, because I'm confused why that would even be a thought. Like. I guess, I, just,
0: you're, you're, I guess this guy is looking at it as when Le'Veon Bell returns, he cancels out James Conner. I technically only have one guy. Do I trust Le'Veon Bell when he comes back after not playing for the whole season?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're basically saying that either, A, Bell is not going to come back and McCaffrey is going to be better than Conner, or B, that Bell will come back, but he won't perform as good as McCaffrey. I, I, I don't know. I just... I I wouldn't do that personally, and I love McCaffrey, but I just I couldn't do that.
0: Yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from with that. It's it, uh, a a risky proposition. I'm with you. Um, from Bomb Squad ninety two. Needs help with his flex spot. Do I start Demarius, Thomas, Hines, or Gio Bernard? Well, I guess it's too late for this question because Hines is the only <laughs> option. But um, if you have a choice between Thomas and Bernard, um, for me, it's easily Thomas, I guess, at this point, if in if yeah, plays.
1: Bernard might not even play, is what it's looking like at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely Thomas.
0: Um, Blockbuster says, Should I go with Fitzgerald or DD Westbrook? Half
1: point PBF. Fitz is the same thing it's questionable that he might even play this week so I feel like if he does I, I just I I'd, I'd rather just go with Didi at this point I mean it's very easy that if Fitz plays he could have a, a better game than Didi and Didi can just have the bottom fallout. but I mean Westbrook is obviously you know the big upside play um and I don't know. I feel like without Fournette there, they're throwing the ball a ton. Yeah, give me and the upside
0: play, baby. Put that old yeah, man in the stable. It, I don't want him anymore. You, I mean, you love DeeDee. I love Bortles. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Fitzgerald, man, I, man, something about hanging on to these guys a little too long just doesn't do it. Doesn't I don't do
1: – for me, it's like I don't even think it's that. I think that offense is just the worst designed offense in the league. It's horribly coached. It's pathetic. And it's really, it's really, really frustrating because – I mean, there's just there's so much potential there, and it and it kills me because Larry Fitzgerald is, honestly, like one of the top ten receivers of all time potentially, and he just he's never gonna get the respect, and it sucks that his career is gonna end on like a super. I was just low gonna say, look right what he's now. like
0: going out on now. Yeah, it's not. Should've went ideal. to New England or something, Larry. You did this all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you did this all wrong. Um, Ron Swanson says, would you give up on Demarius Thomas and pick up John Brown or Allison? Uh, uh I
1: John Brown, yeah, I yeah. would for Brown, for sure. I mean, John Brown, I think he, he like hasn't had a bad game yet. He's yeah. been consistently viable. Steady
0: Eddie. Yeah, really. Kind of a shocker. Mr. Uh, most Improved Player, maybe. give Most Improved Player. Sounds like an award he deserves um not most valuable player most improved um let's see what else we got anything else here that's interesting me man anything that's interesting me uh, 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 uh. what do we got i'm just looking around here man trade james connor for ty hilton How's that sound to you
1: yeah, I mean, I'd do that. I think you kind of got to trade James Conner at this point for just about anything. I was just
0: going to ask you, like, there's a lot of James Conner questions. At this point, are you just trying to get rid of James Conner? I
1: mean, I'm not bailing on him because ultimately there is still a chance that Bell doesn't come back. But if you're getting anything that's like – if you're getting a piece that you would start and you expect to start for the whole year, you have to do it.
0: I agree. Let me, I got one here on Twitter I wanted to check too. At uh, Flex, Cup Yeldon – Shepherd or Peterson. I already know where you're gonna go with this. I yeah, think. it's gotta
1: be cup. Get out of here.
0: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Listen, cup is definitely a good choice here. I'm obviously Yell didn't die hard. Um
1: Yeah, I don't know about that one. So
0: it's hard to sell Yell than over Cup at this point right now. But uh I'll go for it. I'll go for it, Adam. It's all our bust, man. Especially if you're like 0-4 oh, right now, 0-3, oh, whatever. One, I don't know what uh, that's one like. One and three. You gotta take <laughs> chances. You gotta gamble. Live a little. Live a little. That was from um the Bumpy Bars. Yeah, man, I'm just jumping around here. Just let me see what the last question I received is. Let's see what it is. Let's see what it is. Last one. Last one. Come on. Last one.
1: The last one was the last
0: one. would Would you like someone like Ingram right now this week? Would you trust him this week? Or would you go with someone like, you know, that's not been great, like Kenyon Drake or, you know, one of those guys who, like, I'm trying to think of someone that's like that. Aaron Jones. I'll make this really
1: simple. If I had Mark Ingram and I had him sitting on my bench for four weeks, I am playing him regardless, (laughs) unless I have some insane situation where I have, you know, three of the top 10 running backs right now. It's just, you, you, you've got to like, that's the, that was the whole point. Like you can't, to me, it, it seems completely pointless to have held him and then not just play him. I mean, especially with their bye week coming up next week too. like, are you just going to sit on him for six straight weeks? Like, it just – I don't know. I feel like if you have him on your roster, you have to play him unless you're in a situation where it's just obviously he's going to sit based on who else you have.
0: Is, is there – I don't know, I'm going to – okay, for me, because we just brought up Yeldon a second ago. Yeldon, for me, is like a must-start player this week with Fournette out. Obviously, I've been saying Yeldon's name since before the season even started. I said he was at least flex-worthy every week. But Fournette out, to me, is a must-start, right? Um, obviously, if I thought he was flex worthy with Fournette, then I can't say he's not must start. If I if 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 Fournette's out, um, and Fournette's like always out. So anyway, um, do you have a guy like that? Like to me, in most cases, Yeldon is you know a bench player to many a flex. Like I said, you know if if Fournette's playing, but is there a player this week that you feel like you know you definitely want to start that is not obvious that you feel like super good about? That's a real good question. Um, hmm. I mean, you can't top Yeldon. I understand that.
1: No, yeah, I, I definitely can't top <laughs> Yeldon. I mean, Yeldon has you know that insane Kansas City game where I I think that the Jags might actually have a shootout with Kansas City, which would just be so interesting. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm stalling a little bit, obviously, but I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that guy for me this week is Carry On Johnson. Like, I I don't know if the Lions are going to use him like they should, which is a ton. But I feel like if they get their act together and they really utilize him as their bell cow running back, this is going to be a great matchup against Green Bay, who, I mean, they're not a good rush defense. And on top of that, they're kind of in a situation where – Detroit might have a chance to actually win this game. With the amount of injuries that Green Bay has, they're likely not going to have Cobb. They're likely not going to have Geronimo Allison. Adams is a question mark at this point. It could easily go either way. So you're really at a situation at this point where you've got a bunch of backup wide receivers. You've got Aaron Rodgers basically limping. So more likely than not, yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is probably just going to go off and destroy my (laughs) hopes and dreams. But (laughs) based on all those factors, I I feel like I'm starting to carry on Johnson.
0: Got it. I'm with it. Um, I actually had some foul or no foul set up for today. We kind of answered some of them already just in the discussion. So I'll just throw the last two that I have here that are left over still that were not answered during the show. Um, If you were building a new Dynasty team today, you'd start your wide receiver group with Galladay. Over Tyler Boyd or Cooper Cup, foul or no foul?
1: Man, that's so close. Um, I'm gonna say no foul. Yeah, I think Galladay is the one I'd want the most out of the three, but uh, but Cooper Cup is so close. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, man, it, if it wasn't for Woods and Cooks being there, like that's so tough. Because I mean, for Galladay though, he's got Tate and Jones. <laughs> yeah i don't know I, what is your take on that because for me like it's obviously cup or gobbleday but they're super close
0: yeah um i feel like but meanwhile we're not saying tyler boyd and all he has is aj green
1: it's true i mean i love tyler boyd i just you just don't, don't believe know. enough
0: in him yet i understand it's not I either- don't, they're
1: all fantastic like it, it's they're all exciting dynasty prospects who i'd be excited to own um Imagine if
0: you I had just, that trio right now.
1: That's so funny you say that, because we were talking trades earlier today, and in one of the trades I could acquire Cooper Cup, and if I did, I would have that trio. Wow.
0: <laughs> that's you might just need to do that. <laughs> now we <we've> talked <laughs> just, about it. Just to have it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. all right, cool. The next Follow No Foul, the last one I have for today, actually, is Connor McGregor will win versus Khabib this weekend at UFC two twenty nine. Fowler no foul, Adam. I'm still saying foul, but I think
1: this fight is going to be different than I originally thought. I originally thought it'd be a fight where Conor early could easily finish it, but Khabib got his hands on him. It was basically just going to be all over. I'm kind of leaning more towards the situation now where I think it's going to be like a real interesting distance battle where... They might kind of neutralize each other for a little bit of it, and we might get like kind of a weird, almost Wonderboy Thompson esque versus Tyron Woodley kind of dynamic. Not for the whole fight, but for like the first round or so. Because I think you're going to have a situation where Connor's going to use his distance a ton and utilize leg kicks to kind of slow down Khabib and also to create that that distance between them, whereas Khabib wants to get as close as possible, and he wants to keep Connor moving backwards and into the cage. So, I don't know, it, it's so interesting, because both have to impose game plans that are all of their strengths... And all of their opponents' weaknesses, like it—it's so interesting. I know yeah. you're going Connor, but why? Like, am, what? Am, I'm, what I'm do going you, Connor, how do you see it
0: happening? I'm going Connor for for really one reason, honestly, and it's because of the Khabib Ali Quinta fight. I cannot get that fight out of my head, and I know Quinta is like a wrestler, right? I get it, and but he went five rounds with Khabib, and I feel like he basically put together like. The game film you needed to last with khabib in there and i feel like the way connor trains the way you know connor is so you know like training is so su- such a big deal for him and i feel like he get he's so good at it with the timing and all that kind of stuff that i feel like and i think i heard even um brendan schaub mention it with joe rogan on his podcast uh he mentioned how for khabib i mean for connor he only has to really you know, it's the game plan is easy for Khabib. For for Conor to 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 defend against Khabib. Like it's it's like one thing really. Do you know what I mean? I know I know he's really insanely good at that one thing, but like it's just the one thing kind of. Um and for, for Khabib, you don't know what Conor's going to do really. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like I feel like it's easier for Conor to win. We we've seen Conor put down the biggest and the baddest fighters before. Obviously Khabib has never lost, so you know it's a whole new thing for him, but I just feel like when I seen Ally, Ally Quinta go that far with, with Khabib, I'm like, how can Connor not? Like, if he just mimics what Al did and is way better than him as a fighter, like, how can it not go his way? Do you know what I mean?
1: It, it's such an interesting argument because I've heard it made a ton. And in that fight, Ally Quinta lost every single round. But he And lasted. I can't remember what it but he ended lasted. up as, but he had multiple 10-8 rounds Khabib did. Like... It doesn't matter if you last, if you still lose.
0: But if that's Connor, though, Connor puts him out with one shot.
1: Early? Do you think Connor puts people out with one shot in the third, fourth, fifth rounds? Because he's never done it. He's never done it, but he's
0: more likely to do it than Allah Quinta did. I'm just saying that. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, that's no argument. I think that's that's a definite... Like, that's why the fight's so interesting. It's because it's a definite possibility. Like, I think that most people, if they're just being honest with themselves, could easily see this going like a total landslide in either direction, and that's why yeah. the fight's so Well, the only
0: thing that scares me is how Conor looked against Nate on the ground that one time. Um, well, yeah, I that mean... That terrifies it's me not, for Connor's It's side.
1: not just against <laughs> Nate. I mean, he he's shown that in a lot of fights. I mean... It, it's one of those situations where the, the thing that's interesting about Khabib, though, is Khabib's not great at keeping people down. Khabib's great at taking you down over and over and over and over again. And once he has a hold of you, he does not let go. And that's even what Ally Iaquinta said in interviews afterwards, is that... He thinks that the most dominant thing that Khabib does is that single leg takedown where he just gets a hold of your leg and it's like a dog on a bone. He's not going to let go of that thing. And if he does that to Conor, you're just going to run into situations where Conor gets some big hits in, Khabib gets a hold of him, drags him down to the ground, and it's just a constant battle for Conor to get back up just to get taken back down again. Like that's the one direction that it could go in a landslide. It also could easily be a situation where it's Aldo two and Connor walks in and just starches Khabib within the first ten seconds. Like I could easily see Khabib try and get an early takedown and just Connor catches him coming in and it's all she wrote. So let me like, ask you this:
0: So, so if Khabib wins, you feel like it's it my points? No, actually, do these knock
1: Connor out? I, I, I think that. Khabib could finish Connor, um, but it would be very much like a Nate Diaz fight situation where, like, Connor more or less gives up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which I think is
1: the funniest (laughs) thing is Connor still has all this adoration when he literally gave up in a fight. Like we saw it happen. He
0: gave. You want to see Connor lose, Adam? Just say it. I've seen Connor lose. No, you want to see Connor lose this fight?
1: You know, it's weird. I'm Irish. I've always loved the (laughs) Conor McGregor mystique. Like I. I think that the whole thing that he's done has been the most amazing thing to ever happen for mixed martial arts. And it will be what made mixed martial arts, whatever it will become like Connor changed the game for sure. That being said, (coughs) excuse me, from a fighting standpoint, I just, I think the wrestler wins. Like that's, that's just what it comes down to for me. Like it's MMA math. Like I think that, The wrestling base is the strongest base, personally. That's what I think is the case. And because of that, logically, I think Khabib's going to win.
0: This guy said it's MMA math. (laughs) I told you he's a numbers guy. We don't need no SAT to prove it when he said it's MMA math. All right. Well, I got Connor. I'm saying you got Khabib, whether you say it or not, because that's where I feel like you're going with this. No, I do
1: have Khabib. I'm probably going to put some money on Khabib. We'll see what happens.
0: All right. That's what I'm talking about. So... I'm curious what other people think. I'm, I, I, you, do you think most people are Connor on this just because of his popularity? You know, it's
1: interesting because when the betting lines came out, Khabib was the favorite. It has moved slightly towards Connor, but not as much as I expected. However, you haven't gotten the influx of Irishmen into Las Vegas yet. So <laughs> there's a possibility that swings dramatically. I think we really don't know at this point. I think that they each have huge fan bases. I think Conor obviously has the bigger fan base, but I think that there's a lot of people who are fans of Conor McGregor, like I'd consider myself to be, who just think that Khabib's going to win the fight. I mean, I don't know. Like it just we've seen Conor lose. I've seen Conor give up his back. I've never seen Khabib even look like he was going to lose a round. Like it, it's not just that he hasn't lost around. He hasn't even like, it, it hasn't even looked close to me in a round that he's been in. So I just, I don't know. It's fascinating. I've never been more excited for a fight. I don't know how you feel, but like, I,
0: I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. So many storylines, man. So many ways for this to play out. Like it's exciting. So if you don't watch MMA and you're just listening to this for fancy football purposes, we highly recommend you watch it. If you don't watch any other fight, watch that fight. Um, We've also reached the end of the show, Adam. You know what that means? It's it's show and tell time, man. This is the part of the show where me and you, we share something, whether it's a physical item, a thought, a show, an idea, music, food, whatever, anything we deem share-worthy here. Today, I am going with a TV show, Adam. And it's an NBC TV series that just started called Manifest, which... Hmm which basically it got me because, you know, I'm a Lost fan, right?
1: I know, and I was too, and I saw the commercials for this.
0: <laughs> and so so they had to start the commercial, and I felt like they were just trying to catch all the Lost fans. Basically. Um, <laughs> and they got me. So, uh, yeah, it's basically a show where these people get on a plane, and some crazy stuff happens. And I don't even really want to say it because I hate like story telling storylines. But, like, yeah, man, they get on a plane, and let's just say something happens on the plane, and when they land... Life is different than it was before they left. So it's pretty (laughs) cool. It's only two episodes in. Um, so it's easy to catch up on right now. You don't even really got to binge nothing. It's just two episodes, but I think it's worthy. It's starting off with some, you know, with some potential. I'm, I, I want you to watch it, Adam. just because 'cause I'm curious. I know you're, you know, you're a tough dude. Uh, I'm curious too,
1: but I am so behind on television. Like, there's so much going on in my life right now. I know I'm behind like, on a
0: bunch too. Oh,
1: it's it's tough, especially when you like try and watch football and try and keep up with MMA. And it's it's yeah. I mean, <laughs> TV gets put on the back burner sometimes. It, but does, it's crazy. it is a show. I, I'm probably not going to catch it until like the full season's out, but I definitely am going to watch it at some point as long as uh, as long as I don't forget or as long as you remind me.
0: Yeah, I'm curious because I, I, I haven't even checked what people have like initially been saying about it because I always find it interesting when I watch a show and I go in with like no bias and I'm not looking at like what people are saying and what the ratings are. And like I'm, I'm generally like sometimes on the other side of that. Even like they'll be like, "Oh, the movie show is horrible," and I'm like, "What? Well, I actually liked it. Like, what's wrong with it?" Like, is it, there was a show one time on uh, I think it was NBC actually called The Event, and it got canceled. And I was like, "Why they?" I remember that? the event. I <laughs> yeah. watched every episode. <laughs> yeah. of Yeah, I was like, "Why did they cancel that?" Like, it was legit. It had some good stuff. So oh, it's like, man. so it's like you know, sometimes I can watch a show and love it, and people like hate it, and I'm like, "Wow, I didn't know like everybody." Hated I fall
1: in love with so many shows that get canceled, like. Um, <laughs> Got uh, torchwood or no? Torchwood wasn't didn't necessarily get canceled per se, but that was that was an amazing series. Uh, the uh, what was it called? I think it was like the touch or something like that. I want to say it was called the touch. I can't recall for sure. Also, or no, was, I think it was just called touch.
0: There was a show. Was it the show where the guy brings people back to life or something?
1: No, no. This is a show. the show that I'm thinking of. Is like um, about a it, it's like a young kid um, who comes across as like having autism or being like on the spectrum uh and he's nonverbal. but what he actually is like seeing is the fibonacci sequence in the entire world around him and it allows him to like foresee events and stuff it was so good and it ran for two seasons and i'm i i can't think of the actual name of it now and it's killing me because it was it was great but there's there's a lot of shows like that. Like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Jericho. Jericho is like one of the most famous shows for that, where it had, I think it ran for two or three seasons and it had like this amazing storyline uh, and then just got canceled and never ended. And it it just, it had so many loose ends. It's, it's one of those that like I'd recommend, but at the same time, you'd feel the same way I did, which is you get to the end of it and then you're like super, super disheartened.
0: Yeah, it's a bunch of stuff like that happens, but and that's like you said, you you, like you give all this time to something and it's like, oh, it's not on anymore, like just randomly stopped.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine what it feels like to be a writer on a TV series like that, where you're like trying to create this whole world and you're working so hard to design it, and then somebody just tells you like, hey, you can't finish it. Like that's that's gotta be so disheartening
0: yeah it's gotta be weird especially because like you said you pour your heart into it you think you're doing something good you know sometimes sometimes even like the ratings and like the critics are saying you're doing something good but just for whatever reason like the network's not behind it or whatever some weird political stuff but i don't know man we'll see but that's my show and tell manifest definitely check it out uh if you've been watching it hit me up i'm curious what people are saying about it but adam what's your show and tell today
1: uh, Trench, 21 Pilots, go buy it, go listen to it on YouTube. It literally just came out within like the last 10 minutes. I got the notification while we were doing this podcast that it dropped. Um, I'll admit it leaked earlier in the week and I uh, I was a bad boy. I listened to the leak copy because <laughs> I've already pre-ordered it. I've already bought concert tickets. I feel like I've given them my money and I could not wait three days because uh, I, I don't care. And they also have a history with leaking music. They they leaked both of their sing well two of their four singles um, that they released for this album prior to when they were set to release. They also leaked their past album, Blurry Face. So like to me, it was it was whatever. Like I don't think they care. I don't know. Regardless, I've already given my money. I've listened to the album.
0: Was it the exact I, same album, or was it like something anything different on it, or
1: it's. It's so unique. Um, I was really blown away by the variation in styles that are used throughout the album and from, like, inside of individual songs, how they switch between multiple different styles almost seamlessly. Like, 21 Pilots has always kind of done that. This album is the most well-produced album they've ever done. Uh, And from a lyrical standpoint, it's... It's honestly the most powerful album I think I've ever listened to. And I know that's like a really bold statement, um, but they particularly have a song on there called Neon Gravestones uh, that I think the, uh, I think the outlet was rock sound, um, but uh, someone who wrote a review of the album said that they think that that song's gonna save at least one person's life. Um, and when you listen to it, you'll know, and you'll kind of understand what what the reasoning behind that is. Um, but Twenty One Pilots has always kind of dealt with topics that have to do with mental health and suicide, and uh, this album really does delve into that. Uh, it is very heavy lyrically, um, but it's also very interesting uh, from like a musical standpoint. I, I highly recommend it. it. It honestly, it's been like playing for me nonstop since I started listening to it and i i love it man i've always been a huge 21 pilots fan but i'm i'm blown away like i was a fan long before blurry face came out and when it came out i was kind of skeptical and overall i feel like it has some hits and misses but this album it's it's one of those albums that just like it hit me really powerfully and i'm i'm enjoying it nonstop, and i really recommend it so go out buy trench by 21
0: pilots or get the leak oh what was that what? yeah or league? just what?
1: you know what or watch it on youtube or spotify or you know <laughs> a- anywhere else that you can you know give something back to the artists and still get to listen to it for free because you know free music's the
0: best or just get the leak period like don't support them at all just get the leak no just get. <laughs> um yeah, man they got some pretty good music man i haven't listened to like the whole new album i've heard bits and pieces of it but they got pretty good music and you're lucky it leaked and you've been listening to it for like days now because otherwise i'm like oh how are you calling an album a classic and you know this is 15 minutes ago you know you know those kind of people right like an album comes out like 15 minutes ago you couldn't even like listen to every track yet and you're like oh this is a classic this is a classic album you're like, i mean oh like slow roll when i i
1: listened to the album the first time I listened to it, I like sat in silence for a good five, 10 minutes after it was over. I was, I was shook, man. It, it's very heavy. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot on it that, uh, that's it. Like I said, I mean, it, it's really powerful. I really recommend people go and check it out. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a wide array of different musical styles and interests and stuff. And I feel like it's going to be one of those weird albums that has a bunch of singles that, somehow just are successful because they all kind of fit different genres and stuff. And uh, there's been rumors about what their next two singles are going to be. And uh, if those are the two songs that become singles, then I think they're going to be gigantic hits because both of them kind of have a feel where they're really deep and interesting, but also really like from a musical standpoint, they're just something that to me is super interesting, but also super, like, approachable. Like, it's something that easily can be played on the radio. radio
0: radio-friendly, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm curious what other people will think. I'm sure no one will like it as much as me, because that's how it always (laughs) goes with your favorite things. But, yeah,
0: check it out. Well, this is our show and tell, so that's to be fair. Exactly. That's our favorite things. However, we would love to know your favorite things, too, so you can definitely share them with us. Or if you have listened to Trench or you've watched Manifest, We're curious your thoughts on them. You can always follow me on Twitter and or Instagram at Clock Dodgers. I follow back and I also unfollow as soon as you do because I'm petty like that. So (laughs) if you do that, I'm going to unfollow you back because you're a dickhead. Um, And you can also follow Adam at the other FF guy. From time to time, he tweets something that's like interesting and the rest is kind of downhill. But he's definitely worth a follow. Right, Adam? No argument. No argument. You're going to step your game up, I hope. Because you need to. Stop making excuses. Maybe you'll. Are you going to tweet about these, this album? Have you, have you made an official tweet yet about it? No. That's what you're supposed to do as a fan, you know, kind of yeah, spread the I, word. I guess. Help the I, reach artist. Far,
1: I reach far more people on this podcast. Nah, so let's be real. nah, nah. Far nah, more nah,
0: people. Nah, nah, nah. nah. You got you to gotta connect with the community, Adam. There's a 21 Pilots community out there, and I just feel like you're not doing enough to carry it.
1: Oh, yes, there is, and I... You know, I'm, I'm good it. on this side
0: of that. He <laughs> <laughs> said, I'm good on this side. Uh, you got some secret accounts out there that you're just fanboying out. I got it. <laughs> I got gotcha.
1: you. I got gotcha. you. I, sh- I should. I don't, but I The should. other
0: 21 pilot guy. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right, man. That's all I got. As always, be kind, be great, keep dodging. Keep dodging.